Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansley got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. Welcome in. A very happy Monday night, especially after the White Sox run a train on the Minnesota Twins. Tony, uh, it's good to be back on the mic with you here, my friend. Uh, crack them. Victory beers uh, here on a Monday night for a Sox beatdown. Let's go, Johnny. This was just an excellent night to uh, be alive, uh, to witness um, whatever the hell the Minnesota Twins did tonight. Because, yeah. you, like you said, they got a train run on them by the Chicago White Sox. This was an absolute beatdown. We're not used to seeing that, but we love watching it happen right now. And, Johnny, the victory beers just taste that much sweeter tonight. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do, especially, you know, after a beatdown. Because you're kind of like uh, – what's a, you're, you just, like, have that vibe, like, all game. It's like, you know, uh, nothing can go wrong. So like even if the Twins, like, you know, get a few back like they did later on, um, it just doesn't even concern you at that point because you're just enjoying how much the Sox are scoring. They couldn't be stopped tonight. Uh, they kept it going. They kept piling on multiple crooked numbers, which are cool and tough. Uh, as a guy, White Sox sale, uh, always likes to, uh, c- you know, converse with us about uh, on Twitter.com. And uh, they, they did it. Everybody in the lineup tonight uh, – getting a hit minus Yasmani Grandal in the starting lineup, that is. Uh, and even he, uh, he had four walks uh, and still drove in a run and scored three of his own there. So um, yeah, just an absolute beatdown. Uh, that's what it was tonight. We'll, we'll get into all of that in the details and the news notes, all the good stuff. Uh, before we do a little housekeeping, make sure you're visiting on tapsportsnet.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and at on Tap Sportsnet. Uh, if you're looking for White Sox merchandise, Grandstand is the place to go. You can shop online at GrandstandSox.com and visit them on social media at Grandstand Sox. Tony, um, where do we even start here? Uh, let's start with the news that came out today. Jose yep. Abreu out. I think that makes this win even that much more uh, impressive here. You know, Johnny, going into this one, looking at the lineup, you, you see Jose Abreu's name missing. There was no news dropped uh, up until we got the lineup that uh, Jose Abreu had suffered an injury. And I think that that came as a surprise to most White Sox fans that uh, he wasn't going to be participating in today's beatdown. Um, it, it left you thinking, man, here's another instance where the White Sox just get completely unlucky with the injury bug. Um, Jose Abreu, uh, injures his ankle uh, on the slide into home yesterday, Johnny. We got to take that one in together before we go any farther, Johnny. First time at the ballpark, uh, somewhat near each other uh, last uh, the last game uh, Sunday afternoon. I was going to say last night, last yeah. afternoon. Uh, but what a what a fucking great way to end a homestand uh, with a walk off wild pitch offense in a in a very well fought game from the White Sox yesterday. And we got to have some beers at the ballpark together for the first time in the 2021 season, Johnny. Uh, so cheers to that one. 
Yeah, cheers. That was a lot of fun, Tony. It was nice. You were, you know, just a section over for me. Uh, so able to congregate a little bit uh, and talk in between some innings and whatnot. I uh, came and sat over you with you for a little bit. So that uh, it's always fun uh, being back out and nice that the capacity will be increased uh, next time the White Sox are back home. So uh, hopefully doing much more of that with many more of our uh, friends, followers uh, and fans. So um, but let's get into this game, though, uh, because the White Sox were facing J.A. Happ once again, and they did this to them. Uh, to him uh, the last time when we saw him at home, same pitching matchup, uh, half versus Keuchel. And, uh, you know, if you're a lefty and you're not named Mike Miner, uh, you're going to have a bad time against the White Sox. You know, and Mike Miner, dude, like they they got to him early uh, in the first time they faced him. I don't know why, you know, he, he was able to dominate them uh, in that game uh, his second time through. But Mike Miner... Uh, we're moved on from that, Johnny. We're moved on from that. Let's 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 get past it. I'm I'm past that. I'm talking about J.A. Happ here, and you know, uh, guys like Tim Anderson, uh, any righty in that order, oh, licking, licking their chops uh, against a guy like J.A. Happ. Uh, obviously, said very well. Continued to do so tonight. Uh, got the party started. Straw that stirs a drink uh, in his typical fashion uh, with a single to get things going in the uh, top of the first. Uh, Madrigal single as well. And after a Moncada walk, we get Yerman Mercedes, the Yerminator, uh, with a two RBI single to make it 2-0, get the good guys on the board. Uh, after Vaughn struck out, Grandal sack fly, makes it 3-0. Uh, first of his, you know, four plate appearances uh, with regis- out registering at bat, but he still drives in a run here. Great start for the White Sox. Uh, good to jump out in front of him early. So I feel bad because uh, Bears on tap host Lucas Perfetti texted me before the game and said, uh, who's going deep today for the White Sox? And I gave him Tim Anderson just for the reason that you mentioned Right there, he loves hitting off J.A. Happ. I mean, uh, what was that? After the first inning, hitting 600 against him and like over 20 plate appearances, just absolutely destroys uh, J.A. Happ on the mound. And, you know, the White Sox team does great against lefties to begin with, but uh, Tim Anderson definitely has something on J.A. Happ right there. I wish he went deep, but, man, first inning, jumping out, the offense rolling, we, we did not get to witness that on Sunday. Um, and, and this team, I mean, it could be a little bit streaky with the offense, Johnny, but you knew from the first inning tonight that they were bringing it. Yeah, they, they absolutely were. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was uh, Benetti that made a good point that, you know, Jose Brie isn't playing, but he's still with the team. So I think that means a lot. Uh, you still get like, you know, kind of the emotional boost uh, from him around. You know, he was uh, probably jacked up for all the guys, for all the offense uh, they were able to put together tonight. And, and this is just the start of it here because that was only uh, in the top of the first. Uh, the Twins will get one back uh, thanks to a ref Snyder who had himself a nice night. Uh, one bright spot for the Twins if you can pick out any uh, with the RBI double to make it 3-1 but after that the Sox would take over top of the third Madrigal hits his first home run in, in the MLB uh, Nicky Sticks baby man I never thought that I would witness that honestly Johnny I, I just didn't think that either A he would not hit one in a White Sox uniform or B I would be you know taking a piss or doing something where I, I missed it. And that would be the only opportunity I actually got to witness the Nick magical home run. Like I, 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 I'm shocked and I'll be honest, Johnny, I'm becoming more and more of a Nick magical fan. Every time I watch him play this year, I know I've had my reservations about him. I know it's 
there, there's some things that have been warranted, other things that are not warranted. But I want to go back to the Shy Sox Weekly days with you for a second. We both kind of evaluated this pick, and I think that we were somewhat against it. And he's he's proven us wrong, Johnny. And I want to eat some eat some of our own words because I I, I feel like we we kind of deserve that. And we're also the type of show, Johnny, that uh, we love doing that. Yeah. We love eating our own words. Nick Madrigal has been an integral part of this offense so far this year. Um, the ability to get on base, the ability to show up at, at random times. But I also want to say, Johnny, the it that we talked about just a few days ago, the it, this came early. This, this Nick Madrigal big fly is part of the it in my opinion, that this team just has. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to quantify, hard to calculate, uh, like we've talked about on uh, probably at least three or four episodes here so far. But you just see wins like this, and it's, you know, how else do you describe it? Obviously, just a great offensive performance overall, but stuff like that, like you mentioned, seems like so improbable. And people were like, you know, making mm-hmm. jokes, but kind of also half serious uh, when we're like, you know, not long after they drafted him. And then even uh, last year, as he's, you know, coming up, uh, is he ever going to hit a home run? Like, will he ever hit a major league home run? And like, it was like, you know, yeah, it's like a joke, like, Haha, we'll probably get one, but at the same time, you kind of thought in the back of your mind, it's like this guy could go, you know, uh, throughout his career, could be a few years uh, before mm-hmm. he actually did get one. So nice to see that, especially in a, uh, you know, not not a extremely hitter friendly ballpark here uh, like Minnesota. So uh, I thought that was uh, also extremely impressive, makes that feat even more. So um, yeah, it was all the White Sox would get in the top of the third, but they'd be right back at it in the top of the fourth uh, with a few more, uh, you know, and this got started with two outs. It was nice. Anderson at the single, uh, advanced a third. Uh, on a pass ball, uh, Madrigal hits an RBI, excuse me, advance a second on pass ball. Madrigal, uh, RBI double coming through again. He sticks that chases, uh, Jay Happ from the game. And Mancata would welcome Law into the game, uh, with an RBI double to make it, uh, six to one here. Um, you know, uh, boys are rolling, boys are buzzing. All I got to go back to is like, how fun would it be to listen to Hawk Harrelson call this, this particular game, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the I, I over under on don't stop now boys had like if you're if you're looking at it retroactively would probably be like a six point five because the the offense just continues to roll and you're you're in the third fourth inning and he's probably saying that a good maybe three times the offense tonight was so on par and and one thing that I want to go back to I know this is kind of more of an overarching statement is. We've seen this team put up, you know, five, six, seven runs in one inning and then go coast the rest of the ball game. What I liked at this point in the game is that you saw the offense go off in the first, put up crooked numbers. You see them start to put up crooked numbers consistently through that first portion of the game, Johnny, and you knew they just had it all night. And that's what made it that much more entertaining. Yeah, and we, we know the Twins' bullpen struggle so far this year, so they couldn't be feeling good, you know, when Jay Happ gets chased early. So it's just a recipe for disaster for them overall because of the White Sox, uh, you know, uh, success passed uh, against lefties over the last two seasons. Uh, and, you know, they, they've had Jay Happ's number, a lot of guys on the team, like you mentioned, Tim Anderson uh, in there. So a lot of guys hit him well, they see him well. Uh, so he, if they were going to have any hope tonight, uh, they would have needed more uh, and a better performance out of Jay Happ and, and they just didn't get it And the White Sox got to the bullpen and continued to pile on, like you mentioned. Uh, so good to see them uh, keep going. And they would just keep doing that uh, in the top of the fifth 
uh, you know, bases get loaded up for Danny Mendick, who's in the lineup tonight. My pick to click, I'll give myself a little pat on the back uh, with a grand slam uh, out to deep left center. So uh, Mendick, uh, you know, guys have been clamoring for him to get more, uh, you know, plate appearances, more, uh, you know, time uh, just in general uh, in this lineup and, uh, you know, making that argument uh, have a lot more weight behind it uh, with something like this in a clutch spot. You've been a Mendick guy, Johnny, for how long? I fucking dude, the guy, he's just a ball player, man, and he's he's got some nice power too. You saw it last year uh, with like even limited time because he was up and down between the taxi squad and all that. He's got some nice power. He's got some nice pop. Remember the Wrigley games? You know, when mm-hmm. so they went and, you know, went haywire on them, and everybody remembers Robert and Eloy and Abreu for that series. But Mendick got, got him going in one of those games too. So it's like the pop is there, man. When he connects, it, it'll go. So something that I'm just kind of like coming to right now as I'm thinking is, do the White Sox have the best bench depth players on the roster than anyone else in the MLB? Do they have the 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 best core of guys who could just come up and fill in? Because I feel like you go with Lurie Garcia, who nobody would say isn't the best 26th man on a roster. But I feel like you could also make that case with guys like Billy Hamilton, with guys like Danny Mendick. There's just so many names that you can go down and say, like, this guy can contribute at the MLB level. He might not be an everyday starter. But when you have a team that's got injuries to guys like Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, that next man up, I feel like all these guys are solid. And you see that from, from Danny Mendick tonight going deep. Grand Slam. Like, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of patchwork uh, w- with the Billy Hamiltons and uh, um, Jake Lambs uh, that are in there. So overall, I would have to go and look. I'm not too astute uh, as to everybody else's bench situation. So I'd have to go and make that comparison. Um, but either way, they're coming up and producing. And when you see the results uh, happen right in front of you, um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so, yeah, you, you can definitely make an argument there because uh, there are definitely some strong pieces. And this is all without Adam Engel. Um, you know, That's a true. guy that we expected uh, to be one of those key bench guys uh, this year, uh, as you know, we, we kind of all imagine him as more of a defensive replacement, more of a, you know, uh, start when uh, someone needs a rest uh, out in the outfield there. Um, but no, it's uh, coming from the other guys and we, we are still yet to get Adam Engel back. And I'm sure he will be a solid contributor, uh, given his upward trend over the past couple of seasons too, when he finally gets back in here. So uh, let's get to uh, the rest of the game here. Uh, Sox would add on more crooked numbers, top of the six. Uh, you, you get um, Lurie Garcia coming through uh, two RBI double makes it 12 one. Uh, and then uh, Mendick grounds out another RBI for him, uh, 13-1. And Billy Hamilton, uh, guy that I was just talking about there, is maybe a patchwork. No, he's been solid as of late, uh, definitely in the field and showing it a little bit with the bat here. Uh, makes it 14-1 to socks uh, at this point in the six. And, uh, you know, just talking about Billy Hamilton here, you had a good take uh, on him in his, you know, previous uh, one where he hit a triple uh, and eventually was thrown out at home uh, on a throw there. But why was it, why was it uh, necessary for him to go and try that and get that there? You know, Johnny, it, there's there's rare circumstances in baseball where you get to try things to to force a play, and I'm 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 a pretty big fan of trying to force plays on the defense and make them make a play, and that's why I did not comment on the Yoan Moncada trying to go home yesterday, or or I guess two days ago if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday uh, in the Sunday game where Yoan Moncada tried to score in the ninth inning. Force the defense to make a play. 
it's okay going through the blown or going through the hold call there. It just, in my opinion, to try and force that defense to make a perfect throw, lay the tag on. You, you saw yesterday with Jose Abreu stealing home. You get that safe call. It's really hard to overturn. I'm okay with players trying to create something there to score that run. It might not work out in your favor. We may get pissed off, but Billy Hamilton, you're up, what, nine runs at this point in time? Why not try and do that? Why not try and make the make the play there to go home on this? It's only if, – if it works out, it's only going to secure your legacy. If it doesn't work out, look at your run look, – look, look at the scoreboard. What, what's, yeah. what's the problem with that? Have yeah, it, some fun at this point in time. <laughs> and if it works out, we're, we're talking about what, an extra run in this game? Step on their throats. Make them make the play. Yeah. It, it, I think it's, a, it's about mentality, about being the aggressor, forcing the issue. Uh, yes. And for too long, it, it has been forced upon the White Sox. So uh, it's good to have that pushback. I, I agree with you in that sense. So um, obviously calculated, and there may be some tighter ball games where uh, you may uh, want to be in, n- not the if cautious. That's a, if so that's say, a one-run yeah. ball game and yeah. it gets thrown out there and you're down by one run, eh, maybe yeah. you're okay. If it's a you're down by two, that's where you've got a problem with it, in my opinion. If you're trying yeah. to chase a few runs and it's just safer for you to stay at third base, that's okay. But it's it's all situational, Johnny. And right there in that situation where you're up by more than four runs and you've got the chance to hit an inside-the-park home run, why not go for it? Make the game fun. Yeah. And I, I, I want to look at a larger issue here. We want to start changing rules in, in the game of baseball. To, to get people involved and, and want to watch this game, that right there is something that's exciting for people. I don't think there was any White Sox fan or Twins fan who was watching this ball game when that was taking place, totally glued to the TV. Is he safe? Is he out? More plays at the plate, stuff like that. Take those chances. That makes the game exciting. Yeah, so uh, either way, that, was, that would be a triple uh, in the box score for Billy Hamilton. So uh, that helps his average, helps his uh, overall stats there. Uh, but obviously, uh, the, that was kind of backtracking because uh, we were just talking about the uh, RBI single uh, that he had hit to make it uh, 14-1. to Good guys. Uh, Twins would get a couple back uh, in the bottom of the six with the Donaldson two-run shot. Uh, like I said, you know, at this point, if it's a closer game, we're, you know, we're getting upset and be like, oh, my God, Keiko, yada, yada, going off about something or Do- Donaldson about him being a Sox killer or something like that. Uh, but no, it just doesn't even matter at this point because that only made it 14-3. to uh, Sox wouldn't even be done there uh, because in the top of the eighth, uh, it's Billy Hamilton with another uh, run driven in uh, on a sack fly. Uh, and then uh, in the, yeah, and then in the top of the ninth, we get Yerman Mercedes uh, off of Astudillo. Tony, this is sweet. Uh, I love the Twins broadcasters bitching about it. Oh, should he swung? I wouldn't, you know, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're the kind of people that um, are the fun police of the game that everyone, you know, so, so much likes to rag on here. Uh, so it was nice. You know, I think it was a metaphorical stepping on their throats uh, one last time uh, for both in this game and uh, in the standings, too. I'm not saying they're done, not cooked. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. But either way, Twins are going to have to go on an extreme hot streak uh, to get back into things. Uh, and this is just a demoralizing loss. And Yerman put the exclamation point on it. Johnny, what did you say about a week ago during the first 
matchup against the Twins. What 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 did you say the White Sox had to do? Yeah, so I, I said they had to step on their throats. They had to kick them while they're down. That was my big. That's my big tagline because uh, they're you know they're hurting right now with both injuries and just you know their tailing record uh, as of right now. They're in last place in the AL Central, last place in all baseball as of yesterday. Um, but they're too talented to not go on a run at some point. They just have too much, uh, you know, in the bats. So their pitching is suspect, but still you could get a lineup that hot to, you know, you saw what the white Sox did scoring that many runs. Wouldn't put it past the twins uh, to put up some crooked numbers uh, over a stretch of games down, you know, in the dog days of summer in June, in July, in August uh, and make a pushback uh, at this thing. So uh, anytime you can, and the white Sox now uh, over the last, uh, you know, first four against the twins this year, or no, love it. Let's keep going. Get, get two more. Uh, the rest of the series, sweep them again. Yeah, Johnny. But the best thing that the White Sox can do is anytime they have the opportunity to is beat the shit out of the Minnesota Twins and get them to that point where you have to start considering what the long-term outlook of the club is, which is just going to force them into a position where your seller's at the deadline and you – you have to dismantle a team that has the potential to go on these runs. Let's not let them get to that yep. point. They continue to flounder. You continue to embarrass them. That's what, that's what starts to draw the eyes of the GM on the club and say, Hmm, what are we doing here? If the white Sox can systematically dismantle the Minnesota twins and demoralize them like they have thus far this season, that's going to have a long-term impact, not only on this year, but the near future. Yeah. And moralize I, them. I had a grin from ear to ear when Jason Benetti floated the possibility of the twins, if they're still in this rut and it's not turning around, uh, floating the idea of trading Nelson Cruz off uh, to another American League team uh, because, you know, he's been a White Sox killer. Uh, I'll for give you the twins, so. for Nelson Cruz. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I just, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff that you're talking about, though. That's what drives those kind of, you know, um, you know, realistic situations uh, if this thing is to continue uh, like so. So, like I mentioned, a lot of baseball still to be played here, but good for the White Sox to be able to, um, like you would mentioned, demoralize them uh, here and that would be a 16 to four final um, from this game. Uh, nice to see, you know, even though it's a blowout and, you know, you got a lot of cushion to work with. Nice to see Dallas Keuchel uh, get some strikeouts back up in there. Uh, you know, well, overall you'll take uh, the the stat line that he had tonight. Um, it would be finished with here seven innings, seven hits, uh, three earned runs, zero walks, six strikeouts and going the seven innings too. Uh, that's big. You're sitting in the dugout for a long period of time, um, but doing that and being able to save the bullpen for some of these games that I would imagine are maybe a little closer <laughs> on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, is big here. So it's the small things in the details here, and that's why the White Sox have been so effective this year uh, and why I think they'll have some success in the series here. Johnny, you brought up a good point too, and this is something that uh, that Jen, my wife, brought up during the game, was that Dallas Keuchel pitched an excellent fucking game considering the amount of time he spent in the dugout in between innings. And it wasn't even th- something that I was thinking of. Um, but when it was brought up, I, I started to look back. You're at 80 plus pitches and you're sitting in the dugout for 25 minutes. Come back out there and be able to throw a one, two, three inning. That's impressive shit. That's something that, uh, you know, some pitchers would come back out there a little bit cold and not be able to get through that next inning effectively. Dallas Keuchel had multiple times where he was sitting on the bench and, 
throughout this start tonight for about a half on half an hour. That's just might be one of those overlooked things here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it definitely is. And, uh, you know, as, as a pitcher, it's, you know, it's a mental aspect too. It's both the physical, like you mentioned, the resting there uh, and, you know, sitting out for a long period of time uh, after that. And maybe your head gets out of the game because of the score is what it is. Uh, but Dallas Keuchel's a vet. Uh, he can handle it. And, uh, you know, it helps him work through some of the early season uh, sort of struggles that he had. Uh, so, you know, he gets back on track, getting that strikeout uh, total back up. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, good to see him uh, tell him more than just one. One. I feel like that's been too common of an occurrence here uh, in kind of recent starts for him, but six tonight, uh, you'll absolutely take that. So uh, solid outing from Dallas Keuchel. Rest of the pitching uh, ran down with Jose Ruiz and Garrett Crochet. Um, Ruiz did let up one run, uh, but overall uh, not too much pressure on him. Good spot for him, mop-up roll. And then Garrett Crochet did allow a couple hits, but you also saw some of that nasty shit, Tony. Uh, and Garrett Crochet has just got you know, it was stone disgusting. It's just three just disgusting pitches. So uh, you, good luck. Good luck going against Garrett Crochet. When Garrett he's on. Crochet has been just so phenomenal after that little injury stint. Um, I, I love what I see out of Garrett Crochet right now. Um, I want that type of shit to continue. When you have so many guys that can be considered eighth inning options throughout your bullpen when they're on, you're dangerous as fuck, man. There's no reason for him to even be throwing in this baseball game, Johnny. Like, let, let's be real. The White Sox. Just to get work. Just to get work. That's just all. to get work. The, the White Sox could have had their own position player pitching with the kind of fucking beaten they were putting on the Minnesota Twins tonight. And, you know, maybe Willens' studio could have hit a home run off of, I don't know, Jake I mean, Lamb. <laughs> Jake Lamb. Pick pick your player. It wouldn't have mattered. If you wanted if Tony LaRusso wanted to save the bullpen tonight, he could have went to uh Jake Lamb in the eighth and ninth inning. And I don't think that this would have mattered. And that's the type of embarrassment it would feel like to be a Minnesota Twins fan tonight. And I want every White Sox fan to realize that they could have put up six, seven runs in the eighth, ninth. It would not have mattered. That's the type of beating this White Sox team, without Jose Abreu, without Eloy Jimenez, without Luis Robert, with fucking Danny Mendick in the lineup. And there's nothing against Danny Mendick. But if you told me, as a White Sox fan, in 2018, 2019, that Danny Mendick is going to be the guy that hits a grand slam and Nick Madrigal is going to go deep against the Minnesota Twins and you're going to lead a fucking 16-run route over the Minnesota Twins while your team is in first place? Fuck, man. Like, that's that's what we're living right now. Yeah. And it, it sounds so unreal. Savor every second of it. That's my advice. Um, I got a couple points on that. One, you're starting outfield. If you had told me this, you know, going back to, like, you know, what we were thinking in 2018, 2019, you're starting outfield tonight from left to right. Larry Garcia, Billy Hamilton, and Danny Mendick. Uh, and all those guys contributed <laughs> offensively. Go go beyond that. Say Yerman Mercedes is your DH. Like go go yeah. go even deeper into this. Yerman Mercedes is your DH, and you've got an outfield of a bunch of guys who kind of feel like they shouldn't be there. At least in starting roles, yeah. Yeah, and Bill, yeah, like, and Billy Hamilton is going to be a major part of this team. 
Yeah. And so my other, you know, you talked about the demoralizing and the embarrassment for the twins, um, you know, even with the White Sox being uh, where they are standings wise uh, and sitting, you know, uh, atop the league and, you know, it's kind of fluctuated back and forth, but they're back on top. there, number one in power rankings, all that say we, we, that flip script was flipped uh, on us and we're the ones getting embarrassed. Even if, even with our record, sure. We could go and fall back on that, but in the moment you'd still be embarrassed. You'd be like, Oh my God, like this is a shit show. Like, yeah, yeah. We'd be drinking misery beers until we don't remember our names here, Tony. Um, now the twins are feeling that and it's, you know, the record on top of that and the, just the beat down tonight, it's very nice one to be issuing uh, those beat downs to. Uh, and then second of all, uh, you see the piling on uh, with the Twitter, uh, you know, the personalities there and ratioing yes. the twins themselves. Um, I think it's hilarious uh, because they, they were just so cocky. I went and reposted the screenshot from Sox on tap of the, uh, but really, are you afraid of the white Sox or why are you scared of the white Sox? Uh, whatever that was from Twinkie town. I know they say that we took it out of context and all that, but either way, that's a headline they put out, and now it can be reused uh, against them. So I just love that shit, too. Yohan Moncada eats Twinkies for breakfast. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So I uh, have final thoughts uh, from this game. Then let's get into uh, the Tuesday preview tone. Final thoughts from this game, Johnny, is there's not enough victory beers that can be drank. There's just not. Because this is the type of shit you want to see from this White Sox team. This is the type of shit you can you can expect. That's why every single loss is is heartbreaking. Because you know that this White Sox offense, even without Jose Abreu, Eli Jimenez, Luis Robert, some of your big names in the lineup can go off and do this on a consistent basis. You know that you're pitching. One through five right now can go seven innings and limit a team to four or fewer runs. You have the recipe card of a World Series contending team. And I'll say that over and over again, even without some of those names in the lineup. This team was built pretty damn well. Yes, we still have our gripes. But just look at the resume that this team has built so far into mid-May, and it's still early. Things can still go wrong, but it's there. It is there, and I fully believe, Johnny, right now that this team has the potential to make a very deep run. You saw it against a team that can't win a playoff game, but you've also (laughs) seen it against teams that can. I cannot wait for this Yankees series. I'm already past the next two games. Yeah, there's you got to take every day as it comes, but I am so stoked to watch them face the New York Yankees because after just absolutely destroying the Minnesota Twins again, give me some better competition. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, you know the, tw- the Twins are down bad right now, so I uh, you know to keep piling on. You know, like I said, stuff on their throats. Make it so they can't come back. Make it so you know even if they I do tr- go I on try and be, I try and be humble. I try and be yeah. humble. I try and be humble. But it just feels so good to like look at the Minnesota Twins and be like, "You fucking suck." We we had too much misery uh, for so many years uh, in the you know kind of uh, in between periods. Uh, the go for it 
periods uh, that were not full uh, in going for it. Uh, and then obviously the rebuild too, uh, that, that took some seasons too to get through and plenty of misery for us. So uh, nice to turn it back around uh, and pile it on them. Uh, my, my final thought is bar is set high. White Sox exceeded that tonight through adversity too, um, because yeah, you know, sure you're getting contributions from the other guys, but the, these are no small absences. Let's be, let's be very honest. And, you know, granted the twins have some absences of their own too, uh, but they have bigger, you know, uh, issues beyond that. Um, but you know, no Jose Brie, no, no Luis Robert, no Eloy Jimenez. When you can go and put out uh, 16 runs without those guys in the lineup. Uh, I've, I've, I've got, got a real, I've got, got a real hot one it. coming. They've in. got it. I've got, I've got a real hot one coming in. I hope some child in Minnesota, somewhere between the ages of like five and 13, watched their first baseball game tonight <laughs> and watched the White Sox absolutely fucking dismantle the Minnesota Twins and had to like ask their dad, like, why is it this bad? Why would I ever want to be a Minnesota Twins fan? <laughs> and that child grows up to be a White Sox fan because of the fucking beating that the White Sox put on the Twins. And that child just grows up to be a White Sox fan and gets to watch the White Sox win a World Series. It's going to be a rough high school for you, kid, but I'm speaking to you right now. You picked the right team after watching this absolute fucking train run all over Minnesota tonight. All right. I love it. I love that because, you know, I, I was a kid and, you know, I've been a White Sox in the family. I've been, been a White Sox fan uh, for life. But there's some tough, tough times uh, growing up, like you mentioned, in that age range, uh, watching Torrey Hunter rob 70 million home runs a year exactly. from the White Sox in the Metrodome. Uh, I remember that shit. So, you know, I did I did flip. Uh, so it's always White Sox through and through. Uh, but, you know, the, those were some hard times, you know, games that you just want to turn off uh, and make you not even want to be a fan uh, anymore. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that's kind of like a relatable experience for all mm-hmm. of us as fans in our fandom growing up. So uh, that, that puts a cap on tonight's game. 16 to 4. Once again, White Sox destroy, dismantle, whatever you want to use, uh, the Minnesota Twins here on Monday, May 17th. Uh, as we're getting into Tuesday's game, uh, game two of the set, it will be Lance fucking Lynn versus Michael Pineda. Hey, you know me. I love Lance Lynn starts. Let's go crank up the ZZ top. Uh, get the beards going. Fear the beard. Mass equals gas. All of that good stuff. I'm all here for it. Lance Lynn day. It's a holiday for me. Lance Lynn day is just one of the most fantastic days of the week, Johnny. It's going to be ZZ top all morning. You know, this White Sox team is going to come out and, 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 Play well when Lance Lynn's on the mound. You don't have a Brayu again. Here's my thing. You laid a beating on this team tonight. Don't come out and be flat tomorrow. I don't want to see two, three runs. But even if that's the case out of the White Sox offense tomorrow, I think Lance Lynn's going to be able to hold this Minnesota offense under two. That's the plan. But I want to see another eight inning game. I want to see another seven, seven plus starting pitching performance out of this team. Um, You've got plenty of rest out of this bullpen right now at this point in time. This series needs to be locked down tomorrow, Johnny. Mm -hmm. And then I I was looking at the weather forecast earlier. I do not think they're going to get Wednesday in. Sweep it tomorrow. Yeah. Sweep Mm -hmm. it tomorrow. 
Good, good point there. Um, it just uh, on Lancelin, a couple comments. Uh, he's only gone five innings, and granted, these have been different factors. One was the first start. This is ever since returning from the injured list stint that he had. First one was, I think, just working him back in uh, five innings in that one. He's still getting wins in all these games, mind you. Um, but that after that, you know, he had some defensive uh, deficiencies behind him that caused him to throw extra pitches. And one of these was against uh, the Minnesota Twins last week uh, when we had them back at home. So I'm curious to see. Uh, first of all, I want clean defense behind him to eliminate that. So then he can go deeper into the game. And like you mentioned, I would prefer, uh, you know, another seven inning performance out of your starters. And uh, I think Lance Lynn is back up to that point uh, to where he can uh, yes. get that because he did still throw, you know, whatever, even though it was only five innings, but he was still in 111 pitches, I believe, uh, with that start uh, on, uh, you know, uh, the last week when we had him at home. So um, I, I want to see that, you know, mass equals gas. I just love Lance Lynn, man. Just Stay out of trouble. Just yeah, stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble in defense. Help them out when when the ball is in play. So that that is uh, about all I've got for this matchup. Let's get picks to click. Picks to click. Man, this is becoming so hard because you've got one through nine, and even 10, 11, 12 can do damage. <sighs> you you know you don't have a Brayu here. I I love Yohan Moncada. I want to see a Yohan Moncada bomb tomorrow. Going young. He was close in that ball that he hit the double, uh, the RBI double when Law came into the game would have been a home run uh, at guaranteed rate field and in several other ballparks throughout the league. So not, not just, you know, talking guaranteed rate field up as a hitter's ballpark, which it is, uh, but there are plenty of them throughout the league. Like in New York, uh, if we go to the, the Yankees on Saturday, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and he hits that same ball, uh, it's like, you know, 17 rows into the bleachers. So I like that pick a lot. Tony, uh, you Mangata, Mangata, as I like to dub him, uh, is always a good pick in my honest opinion. Uh, but I am going to go elsewhere throughout this lineup. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know if he'll be in tomorrow, but Billy Hamilton is making a case uh, for me to, to go and pick him. I don't know. I, I do. You know, it's way too early to say this. Maybe this is meatball take ish, but like Billy Hamilton has scored the winning run of the 2021 world series written all over him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. The, you, and I, you and I have talked about that a little bit before. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup, though, so I'm going to go uh, and I'll ride with uh, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he'll be in the lineup, I would assume, playing first base uh, with Jose Abreu's absence. So uh, depending on what they want to go with behind the plate, you know, Yaz could always get that there if Collins is behind the plate. Um, but I'll go with Vaughn. He's probably going to be in the lineup regardless. So I uh, like Vaughn gone summer to continue volume three uh, coming through tomorrow. There's too many storylines with this team. It's a good. That's it's not a problem. It's a good. It's, it's a good situation a, it's, to be in. It's, it's I, that's what I want. That so White Sox to be known for, not not the former, but the latter. Yeah. Yep, I love it. So um, that about wraps up today's show. Um, I need to do a shout-out real quick, though, uh, trying to bring these back a little bit. We had been slacking on them a little bit in the first month of the season, but bringing them back slowly here. Um, and that's White Sox Shell. Uh, Ferdy tweeted at Sox on Tap today. He said, a hellacious effort for Jose. And we gave it the quote tweet with the old Tony LaRusso graphic in the quote. Um, yeah, it was, Sal. Uh, you know, like I would mentioned Benetti uh, saying earlier, Jose Abreu is, yeah, not in the lineup, but he's still with the team. The energy is still there. Uh, the morale is still with uh, them, and he's the leader. He's the captain. Um, so I do think that was a hellacious effort for Jose uh, because, you know, he just shows all the heart all the time coming back from that collision over the weekend, um, you know, scoring the winning run on Sunday uh, to get us that series split, giving us momentum to go in and put an ass whooping on him tonight. So, uh, yeah, it was a hellacious effort for Jose. You got any shout-outs? 
I I did not come prepared for shout outs, Johnny. Um, I get once again. Um, I'll shout out anybody that uh, took the time to uh, to listen to us break down another White Sox victory, Johnny. Yeah, I always appreciate our listeners here on the live stream. It will be up in podcast uh, form uh, as soon as we are able to clip that after this game. So make sure you're going subscribing, uh, giving us a rating and review uh, for Socks on Tap uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. So uh, beyond that, make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com where you can find all of our written content about these White Sox and all of your favorite Chicago sports teams. Um, make sure you follow us on social media at Socks on Tap and at Ontap Sportsnet. And as always, when you need White Sox merchandise, Grandstand is the place to go. Shop online at GrandstandSox.com. Follow them on social media at Grandstand Sox. Tony, that does it. Nice to talk about an absolute just, you know, White Sox ran a train on the Twins tonight. That was the title of this episode. That's how I'm going to end it. Absolute blowout. White Sox forever. White Sox forever, man.